There's so much that the Lord is doing, and I, I, love, I love being a part of this house. You know, I was looking back, because um, this agrees with some of, the, some of the things that I want to share this morning, but last year, in the midst, in, two years ago, in the midst of COVID in 2020, uh, we had prophetic teams, and we prophesied over every single household, anybody who wanted a prophetic word, uh, we actually, did, at the time, did this online, and we prophesied to declare the favorable year of the Lord over every household. And I just want to say, I love our church. I don't, I don't know other churches that do these kinds of things. And I share these things with other pastors. They're like, I've never heard of anybody doing that before. And I, I love what God's doing in our house. And uh, this morning, I actually want to, I want to talk about the favorable year of the Lord. Um, in staff meeting back in February... Nikki released a very specific prophetic word in this prayer room as we were meeting. And there's a, lot, there's a lot that goes on through the week. Our team is meeting, we're praying, we're seeking the Lord. And, and we were back there praying and seeking the Lord. And she said, I feel like the Lord is renewing a prophetic word from the spring 21 years ago. <laughs> was a very specific prophetic word. And, and so thank the Lord for Misty, our administrator, historian. She went back. We love Misty. She's amazing. She went back and found this prophetic word that Graham Cook delivered here. And it was in March and uh, it was uh, March 2001. And he said, I'm delivering this prophetic word about favor, and it's for the next 12 months. And so th throughout that whole season, we prayed for favor. We, he, he said, you're going to have to adjust your life. There's going to be so much favor. And you're going to have to make room for the favor of God. And, and so we prayed over everybody for favor. We prayed over every business. And I want to tell you something, it happened. In fact, I thought, well, I went back through my journals just to read back through 2001. And, and I realized on the very last day of the year, I wrote an entry about favor. Like, this was the last day of that season, which, by the way, doesn't mean that favor ended then. But there was so much favor that it was hard to know what to do with it. Like, the increase of favor... For, for me, and I know for others in the body, like, I was, I was, I had, you know, I had young kids, and I was getting all these invitations. I was like, oh, there is definitely favor, but I need wisdom to walk it out. And I, and I love that, you know, Luke 2.52 says that Jesus not only increased in favor, but he also increased in wisdom and in stature. And this is what I want to pray for as, as we're ending this morning. I want to let you know a little bit of where we're heading. Because with the favor of God, you're going to need the wisdom of God to walk out the favor of God. Because there is so much favor that it's going, you're going to need more wisdom. You're going to need stature. You're going to need health. You're going to need strength. You're going to need fresh structures to walk in the favor of God. And I believe this morning that the Lord has been putting fresh garments on us. And even this word has already come forth here today. And I even got an email this morning about the Lord just putting these fresh garments on us. And I feel like he's, he is putting on, having us put on today, royal garments. And, and I just even saw the Lord as I, I was praying last night. We were at a meeting last night. And I saw the Lord just reminding me that I have a scepter in my hand. And I feel like the Lord wants us to know today that we are royalty. And there is something royal, something heavenly that God is going to clothe us with today in this place. And there's some things that we came in with this morning that we're not going to go out with. And that's already, already been happening, but I, I believe it's going to continue to happen through the morning. So when it says Jesus was increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man, that word in the Greek literally means to cut forward. It is the word forward smashed onto the word cut. And uh, so we are going to go forward. And I believe that right now heaven is full of favor. And I believe that people 
are listening to the world and they don't realize that now is really a time to cash into the favor of God. And that we many times are buying the report that this is a time we have to pull back and everything. We can't really advance right now. Just kind of hold on to what you have. Try to make it through. Inflation, all these different things. Heaven is overflowing with favor. And we, as a body, are going to access that favor like never before. And I believe the Lord is renewing this word all the way back from 2001, not because we have to go back to 2001, but because he wants to be giving us now even double portions of favor. We're not here to go back and try to fulfill what the Lord completed in 2001. It's 20 years later we're going way beyond 2001. So Luke 4.18, Jesus stood up, and he's there in the synagogue, and he says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are downtrodden. And so it goes on there to say... To set free those who are downtrodden and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And I love the way that's written in the Amplified. It says, the day when the salvation and the free favors of God profusely <laughs> abound. <laughs> this is a day that you live in. And this is part of what Holy Spirit comes upon us to proclaim is the favor of God. Jesus was quoting from Isaiah 61... Verse 1 says, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And then he goes down to verse 2, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God and to comfort all who mourn. So this is an obvious reference in Scripture to the year of Jubilee. Say Jubilee. It's a clear reference in Scripture. Leviticus 25 you shall then sound a ram's horn on the tenth day of the seventh month, on the day of atonement. You shall sound a horn all throughout your land. And you shall thus consecrate the fiftieth and proclaim a release throughout the land to all of its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you, and each of you shall return to his own property and each of you to his own family. And so Jubilee, every 50 years, was a time where bondage was broken, slaves were released, land that people had lost was gained back, families that had been divided were restored. It was a year of miracle restoration. And Jesus said, we proclaim the year of God's favor. The Spirit of God comes on us. And we have been given authority from Him. And anointing from Him. To proclaim and release the favor of the year of Jubilee. On the earth, now, because of His finished work on the cross, we get to enter in. So you shall consecrate the 50th year, and it was for all of its inhabitants. This wasn't for a, for a few people. This was something that, that was for an, all the inhabitants of the land. So what is favor? If we're going to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord, I, I, our friend Lance Wall now, I love his definition. He says, favor is the attraction of God to you that releases the influence of God through you that releases the work of God through you so that you can complete the assignment that God has given, is giving you. And this is going to be really important for us in this season because there are things that God is anointing you to do. There are places he's going to take you. There are doors you're going to walk through. Many of us this year are going to walk through doors that we hit in the past that were shut, that are no longer shut. Amen. And it's important that you know that when God is saying there's a year of favor, we can't rely on what happened in the past. you got to go and you got to say, no, I have favor now. 
This is the time. This is the favorable year of the Lord. This is the day of the vengeance of our God. So I want to look at some different places in Scripture where you see the favor of God. Exodus 3, 21. And I will grant this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall be that when you go, you will not go out empty-handed. Okay, so here they are. This is absolutely, there's no way to explain this except that God gives favor. And I just want to say this morning, this same favor-giving God is in the room. And this is part of the package that he has given to us as his people. Exodus 12, 35 says, The sons of Israel had done according to the word of Moses, for they had requested from the Egyptian articles of silver and articles of gold and articles of clothing. <laughs> I just wonder what kind of things we're going to see the Lord do over the next few months as we realize that we have the favor of God. <laughs> Graham Cook tells a story of, of a man who he delivered a, a word that this was going to be a season of favor and prosperity over his life. And so the man went to work and he went in and they said, well, you're losing your job. And he actually got mad at Graham, and he, he knew where Graham lived. you got to make sure people don't know where you live. <laughs> he knew where Graham lived, and he came to his house. And he said, hey, you are a false prophet. You said, I'm going to have favor and prosperity, and I just went and lost my job. And he said, well, maybe the Lord gave you a word about favor and prosperity because he knew you were going to lose your job and that you might need encouragement that this is going to be a promotion and not a step down. Could it be there's more promotion in the air than we realize right now? And so he said, look, you have a word of favor. You can't just let them fire you like that. You have to go in and you need to ask for this level of benefits. You need to ask for this much severance. And you need to ask for a company car. And the guy said, no one's getting a car. That's ridiculous. So he says, well, I might as well try it. Like sometimes what is there to lose, right? You just go for it. You've already lost your job. <laughs> okay. So he goes in, and the man who had been doing all of the other meetings was out to lunch. Another guy steps in and says, why are you here? He says, well, this is my time for my, my severance conference. And, and he says, well, okay, I'll do it. He says, what do you want? He says, I want this, 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 and I want the company car. He says, done. <laughs> God gives crazy favor, unexplainable, supernatural, miraculous favor comes from your God. Exodus 12, 36, and the Lord had given the people favor so that they let them have their request, and they plundered. The Egyptians. Favor produces prosperity and restoration of everything the enemy has stolen. And we're here not just to declare the favorable year of the Lord, but the day of the vengeance of our God. And there are things that the Lord is jealous to restore. And by the way, the restoration of God, he does not want to take you back to normal. Jesus did not die on the cross rise from the dead, pour out the Holy Spirit so you could be brought back to normal. He wants to take you way beyond. He has no interest in bringing you back to where you were and making your life like it was. He died for more. And he is going to execute vengeance on your, on your enemies. And the enemy is going to regret the day that he ever touched your life. He's going to regret the day that he ever touched your family because of the vengeance of the Lord, your God. We war not against flesh and blood. This is not about vengeance against people. This is about vengeance where it really counts in the spirit realm. We, we fight against invisible forces. Genesis 39, 21, Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. Is the Lord with anyone in this room? <laughs> the Lord was with Joseph and extended kindness to him and gave him favor 
in the sight of the chief jailer. And I love this about Joseph because you have to know there would have been the temptation for Joseph to embrace bitterness. God, I've been following you. Here I am in the pit again. This is not what I prayed for, Lord. You call this blessing. None of you ever get frustrated with the Lord or anything like that. Never happened to you before. But Joseph, I love this about him, that his heart was ready to receive the favor of the Lord in the pit. And I feel like sometimes the Lord has that scepter of favor extended, and we got to choose, am I going to keep on the garments of disappointment? Am I going to keep on any garments of bitterness? Am I going to keep on those garments of discouragement? Or am I going to let go of it and let the Lord put a scepter of favor in my hand in the midst of the prison? Before I see the change, God gives you favor that brings the change. And so favor produces supernatural increase in promotion. And so right now, in the midst of everything that's going on, every single newscast, everything that's down, this is down, this is that, war here, this, that, bad time to be alive, whatever, all that the world is saying, this is the best time to be alive. And God specializes in times like these of pouring out favor on his people. And I really do, I really do. It's just I was praying, I had this sense of like, heaven's just overflowing. Like, would somebody please take some favor? <laughs> would somebody just believe that you could prosper right now and not believe the report of the world? Okay. Exodus 11.3, the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians and Moses himself. So not only was there favor for them to leave with riches, but here Moses himself, who's been the leader in this whole thing, demise of Egypt, he has favor himself and is greatly esteemed. Are you ready for the Lord to give you favor with someone with whom you totally do not deserve it. That you, have, you haven't done anything to earn it. In fact, maybe you've done things in the natural that say you should not have favor. Because I want to tell you something. Moses should not have had favor when you look in the natural. But God gave him favor. Favor produces honor in the midst of your adversaries. They were enemies. But Moses was highly esteemed. In the book of Acts, it even says that the people held them in high esteem. And it's this weird tension here of like, there was this conflict of like, they're like, no, what's going on here? But yet they held them in high esteem. 1 Samuel 16, 21 and 22. David came to Saul and attended him. And Saul loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer. And Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David now stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. Okay, so here's Saul, who, who's been trying to do what to David? Kill him. <laughs> but David plays his harp, and something shifts And David has favor in the eyes of Saul, who lifts him up all the way to be the person that he trusts as his armor bearer. That's the favor of God. It makes no sense in the natural. But God, but God, favor produces recognition even when you seem least likely to receive it. Esther, if you're going to talk about favor, you've got to get in the book of Esther. You're going to find as many uses of favor in that place as practically anywhere in the scripture. Esther 2.17, the king loved Esther more than all the other women, and she found favor and kindness with him more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown on her head 
and made her queen instead of Vashti. Supernatural. There was a favor on her. Favor produces promotion and preferential treatment. Esther 5.18, if I have found favor in the sight of the king, and if it pleases the king to grant my petition and do what I request, may the king and Haman come to the banquet which I prepared for them, and tomorrow I will do as the king says. Favor produces petitions granted even by ungodly authorities. Do you believe that God is planting people in our government who have favor? Who even in the midst of ungodly authorities are going to have favor to speak up? Are going to have favor to bring up something that brings a shift in favor of the things of the kingdom of God? God has his people planted in every arena of society. Esther 8, 5. Then she said, if it pleases the king, and if I found favor before him, and the matter seems proper to the king, and I am pleasing in his sight, let it be written to revoke the letters devised by Haman, the son of Hamadath, the Agathite, which he wrote to destroy the Jews who are in the king's provinces. Favor causes policies, rules, regulations, and laws to be changed and reversed to your advantage. And for the advantage of the kingdom, God is giving us assignments that in the natural, people will say, there's no way, it's not the time, you can't get through this person, this person will never okay that. <laughs> How many of you say, I have seen the favor of God shift people's hearts? And it's important that we step into that place when I'm making a phone call, it's one of those you know that you could go through 33 different people. I'm like, God, I've received the one I have favor with in Jesus' name. And I bless the seeds of favor that I've sown throughout my life that now is the time to reap them. Psalm 44, verse 3. For by their own sword they did not possess the land, and their own arm did not save them. But your right hand and your arm... And the light of your presence for you favored them. God gave them victory. Favor produces battles won, which you won't even fight because God will fight them for you. Many of these are taken from a list from Jerry Savelle, uh, 10 Benefits of Favor. And uh, Tom Dermott gave me a pamphlet of that years ago. You can find that on the web now. Um, a, a great, great teaching on favor there. Isaiah 61 Proclaim. Say proclaim. Proclaim to declare, to preach, to speak. It's, gonna, it's going to come out of our mouths. And, and there is an element of which the word proclaim, it, it's, more, it's not just the word they will speak, but it's, it is more like you are, there, there is an authority when you proclaim something. And see, we are going to be going into areas of our city that are downtrodden, where, where there has been, um, a, a, like even a depression over that part of the city, we're going to go in and proclaim the favor of the Lord over that area. We're going to speak it. Um, one day, I was uh, coming back from a trip, and one of the things when you travel a lot, and, and you know, you're going into nations, and in and out, and, you know, sometimes you're, you're, you're bringing things for people, and you're you know, we've, we've gone in all kinds of places to, to build, to do things. You're taking Bibles, whatever. Uh, you're, you're praying about the line to go through as you enter a nation. And, and you're not just pick, randomly picking a custom line to go through. You're praying and you're saying, Lord, I have favor. Which one do I go to? And, and so one day we were coming back. We were coming back into the States and I, I looked up, and I had our team was here, and, and I looked up, and there was a line that said diplomat line. And I just kind of randomly said, I looked over at this guy and said, uh, Jay, you're going to go through the diplomat line. Now, then I looked over after I said that, the diplomat line wasn't even open. Like, there was no chance of going through the diplomat line. <laughs> 
Well, you know what happened? And I am not joking with you. They turned on the open line over the diplomat line, and guess who went through it? The only one on our team who went through the diplomat line was Jay. And I had ran what I thought was randomly proclaimed it. And after that, I was like, wow, I didn't realize the power and the anointing that God has given us to shift things by the proclamation that comes out of our mouth. And you are about to proclaim something over your life. You are about to proclaim something over your family. You are about to proclaim something over your church. You are about to proclaim something over your business. We will proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God. And I hit this a second ago. Vengeance meaning infliction of punishment in return for a wrong committed. And we get to declare that. And you know, the greatest example and place of the vengeance of God in all of history is the cross. <laughs> Jesus hanging on a cross, being mocked, the devil thinking that he's won. And it's all about to turn. It's all about to shift. And he has fallen into the trap of our God. And I want to tell you something. The enemy has overextended his hand. And in a day that we live right now, where maybe more than any time in history, there has been more fear and more magnification of sickness, will not our God execute vengeance on the enemy? And will not a people rise up who have so much love that you cannot be afraid around them? And will not a people rise up who release healing and will there not be a healing revival over the earth? Because the enemy's power of sickness is nothing compared to the power of Jesus the healer. And what he purchased on the cross that by his stripes we are healed. And that promise is alive and well today as it has ever been. In this day. And so now the enemy thought he had won. As Jesus hung on a cross. Jesus rises up. Totally confounding the enemy. Displacing him. And now, Holy Spirit comes, and Jesus himself enters other people. So now, you not just have one person, Jesus, to deal with. You have a whole army of billions of people who carry the authority and power of Jesus in them, wandering around the earth, bringing the kingdom of God, reminding the, the devil that Jesus won the victory. Yeah. Whew. The vengeance of the Lord. Ha <laughs> ha. And you are God's trophy of victory. Reminding the enemy every day that he lost and he loses every single battle. Jesus did not shed his blood and rise again and pour out Holy Spirit again, as I said, to bring you back to normal. And, and there, are things, there are things that have been robbed from us. And especially even things these last two years that it is time to declare the vengeance of the Lord. And I've been declaring the vengeance of the Lord over the enemies of my family over these last two years. And God will restore. He will restore. He will take us beyond where we were. The Holy Spirit has come upon us and anointed us to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God. And with that favor this morning, 
we're going to pray because we're, we know we're going to need it. We're going to pray an increase in wisdom, the practical knowledge of what to do and how to walk out this favor, and we're going to increase in stature, health, and strength in our bodies, and, and even structures that need to change around us to shift to prepare the way for the favor of God. Because I want to tell you something, God answers prayers. And he answers prayers so much that many times <laughs> it has, he has answered prayers that I prayed so miraculously that I've had to change my life to make room for the answers of the prayers of God more than I was ready to change for the answer of my own prayer. Are you hearing me? Like there was a season where I was, my running, I ran to what I was listening to while I run, which for me is I run to connect with God. <laughs> but what I listened to for a whole season was Marcy's prophecies over Marcy's life. And I memorized them. And I would at times annoy her by trying to speak with a Graham Cook accent. <laughs> Sweetie, the Lord says, and I can't do it. Grandma always said I sounded Australian. And so the Lord began to answer those prayers as I was proclaiming them and praying and agreeing with them. But you want to know what? I had to get out of the way for the answering of those words. Like I had to shift, I had to make room. And the answer to some of those words meant that Marcy was in Mozambique and somebody was home with the kids, finding out how much work it really is. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yes, we're having pizza again. <laughs> Yes, you're late to practice. We're, we're going, you know. I was learning a lot. And it was amazing. But God's serious about this. And when we ask, when we declare favor, things are going to begin to shift. And we're going to grow in favor we're going to grow in wisdom, and we're going to grow in stature. And I felt as I was praying over this this morning, just from, from Galatians 6, 8, the one who sows to his flesh shall from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit shall from the Spirit reap eternal life. And I'm looking at a room full of people that you're here this morning. <laughs> You've been sowing in the Spirit. But not just this morning, this is your lifestyle. You sow to the Spirit. And I feel it's very important for us to bless the seeds that we've been sowing. Because sometimes <laughs> we're, we're, we're starting something and I feel like sometimes in the Spirit we actually abort the spiritual baby that we're carrying. Because we don't realize what we're carrying. And many times it feels insignificant. I, I, I had the Lord just stopped me this week. Marcy and I are we're developing all these different courses and things. And, and we're, we're working on it a, a lot right now. And, and you know, it's like, I, I was like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. I, inside I was like, I don't know if it's going that great. I don't know this or that. And, I was like, and it's like, no, bless the seed that you are planting right now. As small as it seems and as imperfect as it seems, I want you to bless that seed that you sowed in the Spirit. I want you to water that seed with blessing and not with your words of doubt and insecurity. So we're going to water seeds that we have planted. And they're seeds that we planted through the years that it's time to reap from them. 
I've been declaring over the Lord, Lord, we have given, we have planted, and I thank you for this season of reaping. Lord, we have given all over the earth, we have given finances, and this is our season to reap, and I thank you for it. But let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. I want to ask you to stand. Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. He'd just been talking about sowing to the Spirit, about those seeds that we've been sowing. He says, hey, it's important, guys. Don't don't let the enemy discourage you about those seeds that you've been sowing in the Spirit. And then he goes on to say, in fact, I just want you to sow even more. And here's how he says it. He says, while we have opportunity. Would you say opportunity? While we have opportunity, opportunity, kairos, a moment, a window open of God's favor. The whole word that the Lord gave us during this whole last two years was the word opportunity. So while we have opportunity, keep doing good, keep sowing, especially to those of the household of faith. Don't don't stop. Opportunity, a favorable or advantageous circumstance, a favorable or suitable occasion or time, a chance for progress and advancement. And this morning, we're here to throw off grave clothes from this past season and maybe even back seasons. And if that's you, I want you to come up right now and we're just going to declare before the Lord, Lord, I'm laying down the grave clothes of the past seasons. I'm laying it down. I'm taking off the garments of weariness. I'm taking off the garments of disappointment. I'm taking off any garments of bitterness right now, Jesus. Any remaining grave clothes that are on my life, I'm here this morning to lay them down. You know, Lazarus was raised from the dead and he was alive, but he had to be unbound. There were still clothes from his season of death, even though he was alive. And Jesus said, unbind him. Unbind him and let him go. And so, Lord, this morning in this place, we thank you for this word that you are renewing over us. And right now, we take off the garments of disappointment. I I want you just to speak it out loud. I I take off the garment of whatever it is, you speak it out. I take off the garment of weariness. Whatever it is in you, just declare it right now. In Jesus' name, I take off the garment of anxiety. I take off the garments of heaviness. In Jesus' name. Whoa. Yes, God. off any vengeance that is our own vengeance where we have tried to execute our own vengeance because God's vengeance is way better than ours way better than ours so right now we we take off any vengeance that we've tried to execute on our own we surrender to you, Jesus. And we proclaim your vengeance, Jesus, is way better than ours. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, the best way you can do that is to not only forgive someone, but to bless them. <laughs> you talk about executing vengeance on the enemy. Is we, Lord, we forgive and we bless. I bless them, Lord. I bless them. I bless them to be all that you want them to be. I bless them to enter into the fullness of your blessing. I bless them to be free from, the, from all work of the enemy in their life, God. Yes. 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 Yeah, that includes yourself. Stop beating yourself up. Stop trying to take vengeance on yourself. Let it go right now. Let it go right now. The vengeance of God brings the goodness of God. Oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Whoo! Some of you, you actually feel lighter. Like, <laughs> Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you for the wind of the Spirit of God blowing off the garments, blowing off the residue, <sighs> blowing off, <sighs> blowing away, blowing away the residue. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Yeah. something really on this the vengeance of God brings the goodness of God so we make room right now for your goodness God God's vengeance may not look like what you had in your mind vengeance would look like about a situation but it will look like goodness it will look like glory it will look like favor so we release even any mindsets that we have about what vengeance needs to look like in these places. And we receive your vengeance that brings your goodness, your glory, and your favor way beyond what we could even ask or imagine. put on the royal garments. Yes. Yeah, and you're going to be reminded once you leave here, you're going to be reminded. Right now we receive the reminders, God. Don't pick that vengeance back up. You left it here. You gave it to him. It's dead and buried, and the resurrection life is coming in place of it. So don't pick it back up. Hello, church. Worshiping today, and we were singing Waymaker, and the power of the Holy Spirit fell on Jane, who was standing next to me. It was like a shockwave hit me. How many of you have been to a parade before? You've been to a parade, and the band comes by, and the big drum is coming by, and, that, and, and you hear the drum, and, and the air is reverberating, and it's hitting you, in the, and you can feel that drum hitting you in the chest. And I was standing there, and I was just felt it. My knees got weak, and, and I thought I was going to fall on the ground. And my hands started shaking. I said, boy, that looks ridiculous. And God said, he said to me, I will throw you on the floor. <laughs> you think? And, and Steve had a slide up here. said, a while ago, he said, God said, I did not come and die on the cross for you to die, yada, yada, yada. During the worship, God said to me, I did not come and die on the cross for you to limp around and drive, drag the baggage of your old life around with you. He said, you've got to listen to the shackles are falling on the ground. The chains are breaking. I, when I set you free and I redeemed you and I saved you, 
I saved you for victory and freedom, not to limp through life, but to walk in authority and power. And so I, pro- I proclaim over this body, I proclaim over this body that we will be free of any chains. We will be free of any shackles, shackles in our mind that drag us to the past. I clean up pretty good sometimes, but let me tell you, in my old life, I have stuff that I, maybe I wasn't a good enough father. Maybe I wasn't a good enough husband. That's a trick and a lie of the enemy. God set me free from that. God said, you are new. Behold, all things are new. And you will walk in freedom, and you will walk in victory, and you will not carry that junk from the past in your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Good word. Thank you, Shannon. Yeah, that's so good. Regret breaking off, breaking off in Jesus' name. Yes, 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 yes. And now, Lord, we put on, we put on the garments of favor. We put on the royal garments. Some of you are literally going to see it and sense it in the spirit. The Lord is clothing you with royal garments. You are royalty. You are royalty. I saw him, as I said earlier, he reminded me of a a scepter he put in my hands. That I saw him actually in, in 1993, put in my hands a scepter, a royal scepter. And Lord, I thank you that you not only, it not only is your scepter extended to us, but you have given us scepters to give away favor and faithfulness to other people, to proclaim it, that we not only walk in favor ourselves, but we release the favor of God over places. And I saw the Lord this morning as I was praying, I saw him giving out these keys, like these access cards, access cards that you are about to have access where you have not been before. You are about to have connections in what you do that are part of where you are going with God. There are connections that God is sovereignly ordaining that you could not work out in a million years. But God is ordaining those connections. Yes. Yeah. And I even, I even felt like, Amy, in, in, in what you do in your business, I feel like there's going to be people the Lord brings in in this season that are key connections for future. And I just see you, even as you're cutting people's hair and what, however else you move in business, I, I just felt like there was favor from the Lord and divine connections that you're going to speak the word of the Lord and prophesy over people while you have a captive audience. <laughs> And uh, I bless those connections. And I feel like that's for many of the rest of you here. It's going to be that unexplainable place of connection with the Lord. It's like my, my, my friend Richard Marsh. He, he, sells, he sells women's shoes. But through selling women's shoes, he has access to many of the most influential women in our city. And he extends the grace and the kindness of the Lord to them as he sells them shoes. He brings the kingdom. So Father, I just thank you. We put on garments, garments of favor, garments of favor in Jesus' name. Yes. Do you have a minute to drop have to go in a second, but yes, I think we're going to, I think there's just something about, about the drum. So I want you to look at a person near you and say, I proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. I proclaim the favorable year of the Lord over you. I proclaim this is the season of God's favor over your life, over your life, over your life. The favor of God is upon you. This is the time of your favor. I proclaim it to you. This is a time of favor in your business. Favor over your family. Favorable connections are happening over your life. that right now? Do you sense 
there are going to be times, and I, I want to say this in the right way because I don't want it to sound fleshly, <laughs> but there are going to be times where you literally do not feel favor and you put it on. I've had the Lord tell me, he said, he's told me before, he said, I want you to walk into this meeting like you were a billionaire with absolutely no lack. What was he telling me to do? He's telling me, like, you are going into this place, Steve, with incredible favor. And you can put it on. And so I declare the garments of favor upon your life. The scepter of authority from the Lord is upon you. You will proclaim the favor of the Lord in your neighborhood. You will proclaim the favor of the Lord over your business, over your school. The favor of the Lord is upon you. I bless the seeds of favor, the seeds that you've been sowing in the spirit, that now is the time to reap, that you do not grow weary. You will not curse the seeds. You will not curse the baby that you carry that is about to be birthed in the spirit. I bless you in Jesus' name. And I just feel like again this morning that we need to let out one more shout in declaring and proclaiming the sound of the favor of God over our life. One, two, three. release a shout of favor over our city, over Fort Worth, and over Tarrant County, Texas, where God has placed us. Are you ready? And over this whole region. All right. One, two, three. look at someone near you and I want you to say favor looks really good on you favor looks really good on you favor looks really good on you yes <laughs> all right our ministry teams are up here to pray with you if you want someone to agree with you ministry teams you guys can come on up here I bless you as you go. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon you to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God this week. Thank you, Jesus.